And here we are again, back in the studio. Good to be back in familiar surroundings. Welcome, everybody, as you all tune in. Uh, I am Brian, the UK Bitcoin Master, as you can see. And this is your alternative to the crappy BBC that lies. You'll only get bullish, truthful content here from everything that I've learned over the six and a half years in the Bitcoin rabbit hole. So welcome, everyone. Today is Monday, the 2nd of October 2023. Just for the timestamp, um, these go up on YouTube and will stay out there on YouTube as Bitcoin gains its momentum. So the timestamp is very important. Please uh, hit the like button if you're new. Please retweet this if you are on Twitter or indeed on Noster. It goes out on Noster um, as well. If you're new to the channel, don't forget to subscribe. But if you are new, so important that you read the disclaimer below. No financial advice here. You're not going to get it. So do your own research whenever looking at any type of financial investment. Don't ever take anything I say as financial advice because it certainly isn't meant to be. I would encourage you all to go to ukbitcoinmaster.com. That is my YouTube channel, by the way, with a domain name in front of it. Uh, 600 videos there. Uh, I've been live streaming since April 2018. In fact, the first few months were uploads, uh, and then I decided to start live streaming. But nevertheless, from the moment I discovered Bitcoin to where I am today, I've commented and commentated on that throughout the last five and a half years. So there's plenty of information over there to help anybody learn. If you don't want to take my advice, because I come from a working class, lorry driving, truck driving background, then go to uh, bitcoininterviews.com. There's 79 interviews that will become 80 in a few weeks time um, with some of the greatest minds in Bitcoin uh, today. So I would encourage you all to check those out. And then last but not least, if you are a regular here, you know this, but if you're new to all of this, you need to understand what this phrase means. Not your keys, not your coins. If you have any coins on an exchange, they own them, not you. If you have a custodial wallet on your phone, like Wallet of Satoshi, as brilliant as it is, only keep a tiny amount of sats on there because it belongs to them, not you, because it is custodial. If you can get your head around Phoenix Wallet, that is non-custodial. And non-custodial means you have to write down and keep your seed words. So there's a bit of personal responsibility there. But is it better to take personal responsibility than to lose your coins? Is it better to learn how to use a hardware device like a Trezor or a cold card or a seed signer or a Blockstream Jade or something of that nature, and then learn to get your Bitcoin there so that you own the keys, nobody else, and nobody can lose that Bitcoin but you. So not your keys, not your coins. Okay, so we are flipping between 27 985 and 28,000 as I go live. So we've seen a little bit of a pump today. Let's just shoot on over. No, before I go over to the desktop, I always forget to say hello to my guests um, in the chat. So I'm going to do that right now because I will forget. And if you want to get my attention, type in UK Bitcoin Master, 
then your message, it'll light up in orange. So uh, I've seen Andy BTC. Good to see you back. Haven't seen you in a while. JC Borter from a land down under South Africa. Uh, Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, was in the house earlier. Uh, somewhere in the US, Stephen Redding is in the house. I believe Italy, Florence, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we've got Chaz Oid is with us. Welcome, Chaz. John G, UK, Yorkie Bitcoiner, UK, G Squared over there in Arizona. Uh, Mrs. Elaine, Mrs. UK, uh, downstairs. <laughs> uh, Pastor Phil Volman is with us. Good to see you in the house live Phil. Uh, MW from a Spanish location somewhere. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, Marcel Invisible. Good to see you. Yeah, Grandpa. Love it. Stacking Richie is in the house. MW, good to see you. Mike Dodgy Bob is with us. Ellerslie. Johnny Midas is in the house. Matthew Underhill from the Bitcoin book. Uh, Gary O'Connell is with us. Oh, dear. Gary, good to see you as always. Um, welcome, everyone. Sorry, I wasn't looking at the camera, but I'm looking at the chat over there. Uh, welcome, everybody. Thanks for being here. Again, if you want my attention, type in UK Bitcoin Master. Uncle Hodler has just joined us as well. Always good to see you in the house, my friend. Uh, I'm going to get on over to the desktop. Let's get on with the show. I encourage you all to go into my show notes after the show. Not now. You should listen to what I've got to say. And follow me on one of these platforms. The link tree link is there. It'll take you here. And I would follow me because you never know when channels are going to get taken down. Uh, whoops, that wasn't supposed to happen. Hold on a minute. Technology's let me down. Okay. If you're not on the Orange Pill app, why not? If you are a Bitcoiner and you want Bitcoin-only um, conversations with people, a bit like um, Messenger, but for Bitcoiners, because it's a paid subscription, uh, we only tend to get good, honest Bitcoiners on there. I've got a lot of friends I've connected with around the Bitcoin world now. Uh, many of them that are in my chat and are now on the Orange Pill app and communicating with, with me one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. So at the very least, you'd fancy being able to connect with me one-on-one -on -one as, as opposed to in my show, then get on the Orange Pill app. Natalie Brunel says it so well. It is building the social layer of Bitcoin. And if you want to get 10,000 Satoshis for free, then sign up using my link. There it is there. It's in the show notes as well. And you can get those sats for free. So uh, let's have a quick look at what's going on with the Bitcoin price and the chart. As you can see right now, we are just a shade under 28,000. So we've seen a little bit of a pump. Uh, right now, if you've got a dollar lying around, you can get 3,579 Satoshis for that dollar. So don't let anyone tell you you can't afford Bitcoin. Don't you make out you can't afford Bitcoin because give up a cup of coffee and you can get yourself nearly 7,000 sats. If you've got $10 lying around, 35,000 sats. And if you've got $100 stroke pounds, 350,000 Satoshis. I was having a conversation earlier with my nephew and we were talking about the fact that it won't be many years out into the future, maybe five or 10 years where you'll be, instead of talking about buying Bitcoin, it'll be buying Satoshis because one whole Bitcoin 
will be literally like trying to buy a pallet of gold. Nobody will ever do it unless you're a nation state. So you'll look at the divisible side of it and people will be, you know, maybe buying cars for 100,000 satoshis or whatever it might look like. So um, those sats, every one of them, and if you can get some for free, I believe are really, really important. So currently 3,579 sats for your dollar. Uh, Dodgy Bob says always lurking. And then he said, thought everyone should know if anyone banks in the UK, my bank has just cancelled my DCA as suspicious activity. Well, it's up to you, Bob, if you want to put the name of that bank. We know that I believe NatWest are now blocking anything to do with crypto. Uh, We know HSBC are doing that. We've had Chase Bank only last week coming out and saying that if you're trying to move any money and we deem it as crypto, we're going to block it. So it's up to you whether you want to name the bank, Bob. But I think it just helps the community if we know who it is. Um, You know what? There is one hop you can take right now that negates all of this, people, and that is open yourself a Revolut account. Then move your money into Revolut, which is another bank, although a shadow bank, and your bank never stops it. And then from Revolut, we then move it to Coin Corner in the UK here, and we buy our Bitcoin. Never had a problem. Just one more hop. And you're done. First direct crap. I was with them years ago. Hate them. But there you go. Uh, You know, I believe that we're in the um, then they fight you stage. Remember the Gandhi quote? First, they laugh at you. Then they ignore you. Then they fight you. And then you win. Well, I believe we're definitely in the then they fight you stage because I believe that they ain't going down without a fight. And they're going to do everything they can to try and stop this under the guise under the banner of protecting the public. Well, to protect the public, the free market should let people um, gamble on cryptos if they want to, if they're not clever enough to get their head around learning why Bitcoin, not crypto. They certainly have got enough adverts in the UK here on gambling, you know, um, gamble on this horse, gamble on this football club. And they put they put the disclaimer up, you know, please gamble uh, sensibly as if that's going to stop people. So why stop people investing to try and get ahead? Bitcoin Meister is back. Good to see you, dude. Um, So let's get rid of this and uh, get into the show um, in earnest. Let me move this forward for a moment. So let's get into some news. Now, As per the thumbnail, uh, the bullet points were corrupt bank. The SEC delays ETFs yet again. We've got something on El Salvador. I've got my video of the day as well, which is extremely bullish. So you don't want to miss that, uh, as well as some tweets. So a packed show to get on with. In fact, the show started 10 minutes ago. This is all part of the show. So don't everybody put, you know, seven or eight minutes on the intro because it's all part of the show communicating with you guys um, in the chat. So let's move on. Okay. So all these banks that keep telling us they're trying to protect us. You've got JP Morgan. We, I've said this many, many times on different shows, how they, you know, have been 
um, find billions and billions, which they can afford, by the way, with all their underhand dealings, and it's still going on. You know, the fact that they were linked to allowing Jeffrey Epstein to, you know, uh, move money through the bank, um, probably knowing what the hell he was doing, but there was so much money there. I don't know. That's just me hypothesizing. You know, I'm simply saying these banks want to protect us and look how criminal they are. You've got this one. Billion dollar bank find 9.650 billion. Or is that million? Million, sorry, for misleading customers. What is this one about? A bank with about 670 billion in total assets will pay a multi-million dollar fine after admitting to misleading credit card customers for years. The Australian Securities and Investments Commission, uh, ASIC, says Australia and New Zealand banking group has agreed to pay 15 million um, Australian dollars worth about 9.65 million after the country's federal court found that the lender violated the ASIC Act and the National Consumer Credit Protection Act. So it's all going on. They're as corrupt as hell. Here in the UK, you know, you've got... Uh, from Forbes Digital Assets, crypto trading should be treated like a type of gambling. And what did they say? An influential panel of MPs has called on the government to regulate consumer crypto trading and speculation as a type of gambling. Oh, yeah. And yet they let all these gambling ads, they're just tons of them out there trying to get people to gamble, knowing they're going to lose their money. The cross-party Treasury Committee claimed digital currencies such as Bitcoin and Ether have no intrinsic value and no useful social purpose. And as well as consuming large amounts of energy, they are often used by criminals for scams. Here's what I've got to say on that article. How flipping last year was that? How flipping three years ago was that? And yet they're still pumping it out, you know, used by criminals for scams. We've been talking for at least three or four years about criminals won't use Bitcoin because it's all transparent on the blockchain. We've been talking for years about how Bitcoin is helping the environment. And the video I'm going to show that includes a bit about Larry Fink will come on to how he changed his tune. This is so old hat, but the masses are so behind the curve, you know, they're just reading these articles and thinking, oh, I better stay away from that crypto game. What else have we been talking about for years? This crook. What about this one then? Um, the CEO of N-Chain Group quits, admit, uh, admits that Craig Wright is a fraud. We've known that for years. I've known that for at least five and a half years since I was following Bitcoin Meister's show when they were talking about him on there. I can confirm I have departed from Enchain Global as its group CEO with immediate effect after reporting several serious issues to the board of Enchain Group, including what I believe is a conspiracy to defraud Enchain shareholders orchestrated by a significant shareholder, said Kristen Arger Hansen. I also had concerns about the ultimate 
beneficiary shareholder and the real people behind DW Discovery Fund registered in Cayman. The chairman also took instructions from shadow directors, which I didn't accept. I have also reported that I have found compelling evidence that Dr. Craig Wright has manipulated documents with the aim to deceive the court that he is Satoshi. I'm today myself convinced that Dr. Craig Wright is not Satoshi, and I'm persuaded he will lose all his legal battles. The board didn't take action, and my job becomes clearly untenable. We've known this, and now all of a sudden, this CEO of Enchain has walked away saying, I can't put up with this anymore. It's just, I'm not prepared to put my name to it. And this is all the noise that goes on that I've been talking about ever since I started live streaming. We're going to hear this. We're going to hear that. We're going to hear this concern, that concern. This bank's going under. This crypto exchange is going under. It's all noise. All you've got to do is buy and hold Bitcoin, then get your popcorn lined up and watch it all go before your eyes because none of it will affect you. What affects you is when you want to play around with altcoins and think you can beat the system when you will not. And as many people in this chat have tried. Okay, so we've also got the SEC delaying their decision on the Bitcoin ETF applications from BlackRock, Invesco and Bitwise. Why aren't we surprised at this? Because they're trying to fill their bags and keep the price down. And as soon as they've got as much of their bags as they can fill and or the pressure from Congress, etc., gets too insurmountable and then they've got to release the ETF applications they're going to keep suppressing it. That's what I think. So now we're looking at maybe January 2024. Do I care about that? No, it's just around the corner. That is then going to be a couple of months before the Bitcoin halving. I think, and this is British HODL yet again. I used his video clip on my last show, and I believe he's right. Everyone talks about a supply crunch, supply squeeze, but nobody's talking about a demand squeeze, crunch, whatever. When the demand goes through the roof and there simply is hardly any Bitcoin liquid on exchanges, what the heck is going to happen when that demand comes in once that ETF is um, given out, allowed, whatever you want to call it, accepted? Oh, my head's gone. So you take the point. Get Bitcoin, got some Bitcoin, whatever. Then I, I, I don't know what this is about. I didn't have time to research it. But Valkyrie has halted Ethereum purchases for ETFs. What's that about? Why would they do that? You know, ultimately, I feel that Ethereum's days are numbered. I believe, you know, they are so co-opted. They are so government controlled. When you look at how many blocks they mine that are OFACT compliant, which means it's got to comply with the government regulations, you know, sooner or later, some of the big investors in Ethereum are going to see this. I think, and it's just me speaking, I think that Ethereum's move from proof of work to proof of stake is going to come back to haunt them. I really do. Do I understand it all? No, I don't. Do I watch enough podcasts to try and get a basic understanding of what I'm trying to say to you right now? Yes, I do. 
So why would Valkyrie halt those Ethereum purchases? I don't know. I really don't. You've got this one. Bitcoin is an obvious choice as asset allocators begin to shift towards better debasement hedges, says the Bloomberg analyst. Whoops, I thought there was something else on that, but there obviously isn't. Okay, so that's one. You've got this one. Um, Santander US Capital Markets published a new report on El Salvador. According to this research shared by El Salvador's president, Nayib Bukele, the tourism growth the country is experiencing is led by the new level of security that the country is living in and the adoption of Bitcoin as legal tender in 2021. I remember thinking, not so much saying, but listening to other podcasters that I respect, um, that, you know, it doesn't play out within a year of him going on stage in Miami and announcing that they're making it legal tender. It will take a few years to play out, but I'll tell you something now. I think Naib Bukele and El Salvador will be shining lights and everybody will look at what they have done over a few years and wish they'd have jumped in with them. But we've got to wait to see how that all play out, plays out. But play out it is going to, I believe. You know, they're saying that, you know, he was, you know, throwing people in prison for no reason. What they won't say is that it was the gang members that made El Salvador so unsafe. Nobody wanted to live there. There was murders everywhere. There was corruption. There was um, everything went on with these gangs. And he rounded them all up and threw them in prison so that the El Salvadorians could have a life again. And now investment is piling into El Salvador you know, you've got Max Kaiser and Stacey. They've gone out there. They're going to live out there. You've got Saifedean and Moose has become an advisor to El Salvador from the Bitcoin standard. It's all playing out, people. But it, like, plays out in slow motion compared to living life. But play out, it is doing, most definitely. And then what is this guy all about? I've respected Robert Kiyosaki for many years after being in the network marketing industry um, for 20, 26 years now, 27 years. Okay. Tomorrow, I believe, 96, 27 years tomorrow. Well, um, and a couple of days ago, last week sometime, he was tweeting, is Bitcoin dead? Is gold and Bitcoin dead? Now, all of a sudden, he comes out, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, author Robert Kiyosaki has predicted that Bitcoin will become priceless when the Federal Reserve launches a central bank digital currency. He warned that privacy will be destroyed, emphasizing that Big Brother will be watching. The famous author urged investors to start accumulating Bitcoin now before it's too late. He swings like a friggin' pendulum. The trou trouble is he's got such a following that he can influence what people decide to do. So I wish he'd just get on the horse, stop swinging like a flipping pendulum, and just understand that Bitcoin is so hard. It is so scarce. It is so immutable, uncensorable, unconfiscatable, and everything else that we talked about for years and years and years. And TikTok, next block, nothing is stopping Bitcoin's march to 2141 when the last blocks will be mined. Nothing stopping it. No matter what goes on around the world, the macro events, that'll affect the day-to-day -day price, of course. But TikTok, next block, nothing stopping this. Okay, before I get into some tweets, let's have a look at today's video. And again, 
what do I know in terms of telling people what they should and shouldn't do around Bitcoin? Well, I don't. I'm just a regular guy that wants to rant twice a week. But when you look at who's out there in the space that are putting their money where their mouth is, one of them. Now, yes, she's a fund manager, so she deals in other um, cryptos as well. But when you hear what she's got to say about Bitcoin, Kathy Wood knows way more than I do with the size of her fund. So I've got a, a few clips here from a video I watched of her yesterday. Let's listen in to what she has to say about where Bitcoin is going uh, by the end of this decade. You know, Larry Fink. Larry Fink is now all about Bitcoin. And so it's getting much more institutional focus. You will remember uh, uh, there was a time when Larry Fink said Bitcoin is environmentally uh, a menace. Uh, and, and I don't think he's talking about that anymore because actually Bitcoin is solving some environmental problems now that Exxon is putting Bitcoin mining machines into natural gas fields so that uh, instead of flaring the natural gas, it can be used to mint Bitcoins. So instead of flaring the natural gas, they can mint Bitcoin with it. And do you think if Exxon Mobil are doing this, Shell and all the others are going to look into it and follow suit. This is game theory. This is a domino effect. This is those hunger games I talked about on last Thursday's show. And I'm telling you, people, it is coming. Get some Bitcoin. So there and utility ecosystems are using it to, uh, in their solar ecosystems. When the sun's, you know, created too much energy, it'll pour into Bitcoin mining and they can overbuild solar and wind. You know, I, we, we tend to we tend to be five years in our uh, prediction. So the, the five five to seven year forecast is in base case would be six hundred and fifty thousand base case six hundred and fifty thousand. And then full case would be about double that. Yeah, I think I, I think uh, institutions will be a big part of it. This is a new asset class. Uh, very low correlations with any other asset class, except at extremes in uh, all markets. The correlations go to one. Uh, so, yes. And I also I think a, a Bitcoin ETF approval will help. I think uh, judicial, you know, judicial clarity, legislative clarity is all going to happen within the next uh, few years. And, you know, I think from an institutional point of view, then, uh, I think we're going to see um, a, a serious move in. Mm. And what's interesting about that is the number of Bitcoin outstanding now is 19-ish million, and the maximum will be 21 million. If institutions want to move in, that's going to be a lot of incremental demand. Which is exactly what I was just saying. When they all start piling in, there is not going to be enough liquid Bitcoin. And if they want it, they're going to have to move the price dramatically upwards. And that's coming towards us. For not that much more incremental supply. So the only one to the only way to uh, to then do that is to bid the price up if they really want to be a part of so, that. And I'm, we're going to throw a couple of minutes or but. Your Bitcoin prediction at one point is a million dollars a coin. Are you still a big believer in Bitcoin? Yes, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Ever more so. First, global, uh, private, no government oversight, digital, rules-based monetary system the world has ever known. That's a big idea. And we think the total crypto asset market in 2030 
will be valued at roughly $25 trillion right now. Right now, it's a little over a trillion. Uh, and we think that Bitcoin is going to be more than half of that. Okay. She feels $25 trillion, half of that or over half of that will be Bitcoin. If that happened, your 500 billion Bitcoin market cap would 25x and you'd see a $700,000 Bitcoin. And she feels that's actually coming. I feel that too. I have not got the skill set that that woman's got, but I've done enough research to think, wow, she is onto something. And that is worth doubling down, stacking hard uh, your Bitcoin, getting every single sat you can while it is still affordable to get some. Uh, Bitcoin Meister, keep the pounding up. I couldn't agree more, people. Smash the like button back to the desktop. Okay, so let's get into some tweets. Here's one I found uh, recently that Michael Saylor tweeted. And have a look at this. If you think Bitcoin isn't performing, it isn't the place to be. As you can see, uh, it says performance since August 2020 when MicroStrategy adopted its strategy. Bonds down 20%. Silver down 18%. Gold down 9%. NASDAQ up 21%. S&P up 28%. Bitcoin up 126%. That is why you need to be in Bitcoin, people. If you haven't seen this video, I would encourage you to watch it. It is the awesome um, uh, Jack uh, Mallers interviewing Jack Dorsey uh, from Twitter Square and Cash Up. And he said, Jack Dorsey invented, so this is documenting Bitcoin, Jack Dorsey invented Twitter Square and Cash App products we all use every day. Why does Jack now spend his time focused on helping grow Bitcoin tech adoption around the world. He says Bitcoin can help world peace. And you think, how the heck can Bitcoin help world peace? Because they can't corrupt it. It will stop wars. That's the first thing. If you can cut out the war machine, you know, that in itself is going to make the world a better place. If you can take the control away from corrupt governments and put it back in the hands of the people in terms of self-sovereignty, owning your own money, spending your own money, that can only be a good thing as well. So, you know, you've got to dig in. You can't just understand when they say, oh, Bitcoin fixes everything. You've got to understand how if you can fix the money, you can fix the world. That was a really great interview, and I would encourage you all to watch it if you haven't seen it. Ellerslie's in the house. Good to see you, Ellerslie. Thank you, JC. Appreciate it. Okay, uh, Cynthia Lummis. We've known about her for a while. She is a U.S. senator in Wyoming. You know, she says, I encourage people to buy, hold, and save Bitcoin for their retirement and their future. Do you need any more evidence that this thing is galloping towards us. Here's one more bit of evidence. Uh, David Marcus, he was the president of PayPal and head of Facebook Messenger and Payments. He says, Bitcoin is now my life's mission. Same as Jack Dorsey. Same as Jack Mallers. Same as there's so many people, uh, even Max Kaiser coming in. This is now my life's mission. And the bigger players, the domino effects are happening there. The game theory is going to be going on there because the other, in quotes, big players are going to think, 
I don't want to be last into this thing. It ain't happening yet, but all of a sudden you hit what we call critical mass where more and more big players step in and they step up and say, this is what I'm doing, this is my mission, and then all of a sudden there's a tipping point where they all think, I'm not going to be last into this. And that's what you dig in and you learn patience for. That is way better than trying to trade the next new shiny coin and then get totally wrecked. I saw saw this from Big Sean Harris. Swan Harris, he's called himself now. Um, it, uh, Norbert tweeted, it's a complete 180. He refu- He uses fake Toshi hashtag and apologizes to Hodonaut. Plenty of high-profile members have exited the fake Toshi cult, but they've all been strangely quiet. C-A-H speaks. Did they forget to make him sign a non-disclosure agreement? Now, this was, if you're not aware of it, poor old Hoddlenaut had to get the community to raise uh, some Bitcoin, millions actually, to help him fight um, shithead Craig Wright. I don't normally swear, my apologies. apologies. But what a horrible guy. What a horrible, horrible guy. And you saw earlier in the show where his CEO has just left saying he's a crook, he's a fraud, he is not Satoshi whatsoever. Well, if you look at the black bit down there, um, Christian Kristen Aga Hansen, who left, said, I'm sorry that I didn't see this earlier. I feel with the pain Craig Wright has caused you and so many others. Hollenort said, we'll be interested in hearing what you think about Craig's law lawfare against me now, now that you've come to these conclusions. And then Kristen um, said that. So poor Hoddlenaut was really put through the ringer uh, with Craig Wright. And I don't think we should ever forget that. Can't stand a guy at any cost. You got this one. Mitch Ridge tweeted, I got scammed yesterday and had 100% of my Bitcoin stolen that I've been saving for over three years. Be careful out there, guys. I was well aware of what not to do, but the psychological trickery used convinced me to enter my private keys online. Never do this. Stay safe. Never, ever, 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 ever enter your private keys online. Even if you're recovering a wallet, you should never enter them. You should, particularly on my Trezor, if I'm going to do that, it gives you, you put a letter in and then it brings a load of words up starting with that letter. If your word's not there, you put the next letter in and it narrows it down and then you tap a button to show which one it is. You don't type the word in ever. But then there's a response to that. Troy Cross Bitcoin has never scammed anyone out of anything. Rather, people have been and you can continue to be scammed out of their Bitcoin. Therein lies the subtle difference. That is when I'm talking to somebody about Bitcoin and they say, oh, yeah, Bitcoin's, you know, it's, people have been scammed. I then, I then say to them, look, you're always going to get people to go and make a mistake and they lose their coin and the scammer takes it. That's not Bitcoin scamming them. That's a scammer scamming them out of their Bitcoin. And there is, excuse me, a difference. Joe Carlisari, he's a top lawyer in the US. If all the fiat currency in the world was destroyed tomorrow or if it was expanded to infinity, Bitcoin would remain unchanged. It would endure, burning blocks into its base layer, 
unaware of the turmoil plaguing its predecessors. Bitcoin's ties to the legacy system only exist in our minds, like mistaking a shadow for substance. Let me tell you now something. I'm going to give you a, I'm going to go off tangent a little bit. Over the last couple of days, my wife and I have taken the time to watch the movie trilogy from the awesome book Atlas Shrugged. And I'll tell you something, what an eye-opener. Yes, it was fictional. Yes, it was written by, oh, her name's gone now, Ain, I can't think of her name now, um, in 1947, I believe. But it, it actually describes how the US government corrupts industry, controls industry, takes control of assets and kills the country, basically. And then there's a group that opt out and say, we're not, we're not putting up with this anymore. And isn't that the ethos of Bitcoiners? So if you get a chance, watch the Atlas Shrugged trilogy, three movies, uh, one after the other, one, two, and three. And on a personal level, if I wasn't in Bitcoin, they were okay. But because I'm a Bitcoiner, I really got what could happen and how dystopia comes to us one day at a time. And most people let it happen. And I feel the world's going into dystopia. And I want to have that opt out. And that is Bitcoin. So if you get a chance, watch that trilogy. Um, it's really awesome when you're looking at, it through, looking at it through the lens of a Bitcoiner. And actually, near the end of the last film, number three, there was even a screen came up and one guy up was holding a Bitcoin, which they, they snuck that into the movies, which was really, really excellent. And these were, these were produced in 11, 12 and 2014. And somebody put uh, somebody in there holding up a, a picture of Bitcoin. Awesome. If you get a chance, watch them. Uh, last one here to uh, Luke Broyles. Um, it is easier to believe the person telling you that the ship is not sinking because it is what you want to believe. Yes, I'm biased towards Bitcoin, but the rest of the world is biased towards bonds and political currency. The probability they're all in a massive delusion is un comfortably high, thus why most ignore Bitcoin as a possible possibility entirely. That is what we're fighting against people. Atlas Shrugged on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I haven't read the book, MW, um, but because I struggle reading books, yeah? I've got the Bitcoin book here. I've got Saifedean Moose's book and a few others. But I'm a listener, so Audible works for me. But I'd much prefer to watch a movie. I take all the information from that. So, uh, yeah, you can get the book on Prime. I don't know whether you're referring to the book or the movie series, but uh, I watched the movies and I, I, I thought they were absolutely brilliant. Anyway, on to today's quote. And here's a good one for you all. A negative mind will never give you a positive life. Always try and be positive. Always try and do what you can to help build the new world instead of constantly beating up on the old world. Because if we build a new world with energy, with positivity and passion and belief, the old world would die over time anyway. Okay, so for me, I want to put my energy into 
everything that Bitcoin can do to make the world a better place. So a negative mind will never give you a positive life. Glass half full, people, not half empty. If you want to support the show, there you go. It's all there. There's my geyser fund. There's three sats addresses. There's a buy me a cup of coffee address. I don't expect any of it. But if you want to support the show, donations are not required, but they are always gratefully received. That is it. That is your UK Bitcoin master bullish Bitcoin show for today, the 2nd of October 2023. Come and join me on Thursday where I'll do my best to inspire you all again. But for now, if you're on the podcast, thank you for listening. Please share me where you listen. If you're on YouTube, please, 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 please find 30 seconds when the live stream has ended. Refresh your browser, go back into the show and leave a comment so that we can keep this in YouTube's algorithm for longer so that more noobs can find it. I'd really appreciate that. This goes out on BitChute, on Rumble. I've got a backup channel, uh, UK Bitcoiner. I encourage you to subscribe to that. It's dormant. You won't get any notifications unless they take this channel down, which they've done already once. They might go and do it again. But for now, to each and every one of you in the show, I appreciate every one of you, all of your support. I'm hoping you're here not for my passion so much as the content and a 30-minute bullish show. I'm hoping that's the reason. Uh, but for whatever the reason, I thank you again. I'll be back on Thursday. Social media links coming up. Uh, I'm out of here. Catch you Thursday. Have a great week.